Hey sis, hey, it's your girl Markayla and I'm back with another podcast. And you know, today I'm going to get right into it. So first of all, one, I hope y'all are having a great day. You know, I hope that everything that you are hoping for, wishing for today comes right into your hands. And I hope that, you know, whatever you're wishing for, for the year, for the rest of the month, you know, that you receive it. You receive all your blessings. You stay focused. You stay on your grind. You stay focused and get all your blessings because guess what, sis? You deserve it. Like, you've been working hard. You've been crying. You know, you've been putting in that work. You've been working overtime. You know, you've been really supporting your family. You know, you've been feeding your kids. You've been going through a lot of stuff, possibly, you know, good and bad. So I hope that all the blessings that you, you know, you are wishing for comes right to your hands. I really do. But today, like I said, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about something. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm going to just get right to it. So we're going to talk about grief today. Grief. And like, I know y'all probably like, why do you sound so happy? You're talking about death. You're talking about grieving. But I feel like it's important to talk about. And, you know, death can be, it's not always a bad thing. So I'm going to talk about the way I dealt, I deal with death and the, the, the stages of grief that I have went through, you know, to be the person that I am today and think about death the way that I do. So starting off, my dad, what's up? What's up, daddy? My daddy, shout out to my daddy. You know, he passed away in 2016. And when my dad passed away, it tore me the hell up. All right, y'all. So just the backstory. I was raised by my daddy. Um, you know, my dad, I had a stepmother, but my actual mother didn't actually raise me. So I was raised by my dad and my stepmom. Thank God for my stepmom, you know, shout out to her as well because you know, she didn't have to do things for me as if I was her child, but you know, she stepped up and she played that role in my life. So I appreciate her. But I always said that I was raised by my daddy because I really was raised by my daddy. And um, my dad, you know, he took care of me. You know, I was fortunate. I was blessed to have a father because I know a lot of people don't have fathers. And so um, as a young lady, I was blessed to have a father because he taught me the ropes. He taught me the games that niggas be playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm on to y'all. <laughs> I'm on to y'all. But nah, technically, he taught me the ropes of how men should treat women, Um, just things to look out for when it comes to men um things to look out for um as far as women as well you know because just because I was raised with my father my mother did not raise me so you know it's some things that I'm missing from a woman but you know that's why you have to go out and you have to surround yourself around those individuals that you want to see yourself as so the woman aspect is not um a challenge in my life you know and I'm blessed to be around good women and good men you know so Long story short, my daddy taught me the ropes, y'all. He taught me he taught me the do's and don'ts. You know, he taught me some things that most men don't even know, like how to change a tire. And he taught me certain things like that. You know, I'm greatly appreciated for my daddy. So my daddy is an OG, y'all. I, I could talk to for days and hours when it comes to my dad. You know, I really appreciate. I really appreciate my daddy, you know. And he's not a, a woman, but, you know, he had to do my hair. Yeah, like I used to be going to school looking a hot mess, but then I started going to the beautician. But yeah, I just love him. So rest in peace to my daddy. 
But long story short, 2016, y'all, I was 19 years old. My first year at Harris Stowe, you know, I had transferred from a JUCO 2015 when I graduated high school. Um, graduated high school 15, went to a JUCO, played basketball. Um, and then that next year, I told my dad, I'm like, I'm going to go to HBCU. And he's like, well, you know, St. Louis has an HBCU, and you should go to St. Louis because, you know, you'll be around family. So my daddy's side of the family lives it lives and is from St. Louis. So I have my granddaddy, my sister, my cousins, all those type of people are here in St. Louis or whatever. And so, yeah, Captain Harris, though, best decision of my life, even though it's a small HBCU, I really appreciate Harris, though, because it has developed my communication skills. It has developed my... um professional skills and you know I really just appreciate the people that I've met at Harris though so shout out to Harris though I love my HSSSU y'all know what it is so <laughs> yeah so 2016 right I transfer I'm at Harris though by myself you know I'm good at meeting people I'm good at talking to people so that's not an issue so I had got a call one night saying so oh I also forgot. So my daddy's birthday, my birthday's the day before my dad, right? So it was around the time of our birthday in September. And I had got a call from my stepmom saying that my dad was in the hospital. So I'm like, what? What you mean my dad in the hospital? Like, my dad don't ever be at the hospital unless it's like an annual checkup or like, you know, just like a checkup or something. Then he'll be at the hospital. But other than that, he's like never at the hospital. He's never the type to... um. Like, be sent on the ambulance to the hospital. You know, he, he's pretty healthy. He ate healthy. You know, he did he had healthy habits for the most part um, as far as eating. So, I just didn't understand why my daddy was at the doctor's office. But come to find out, my dad had leukemia, right? So, when I found out, my stepmom was like, yeah, your dad has cancer. I'm like, my dad has cancer. Like, I've never heard of my dad having cancer. Never heard of nobody in my family having cancer. But my granddad actually did have prostate cancer. But I never heard of anybody having, like, any type of other cancer in my family. So I'm just, like, confused. So I call my daddy. My dad, like, don't worry. Don't don't stress out. You in school. You got to get good grades. And you got to be focused in class. Don't be stressing out about me. You know, I'm going to be all right. God by my side. I'm going to pray. Just pray for me. Um, everything going to be all right. That's the type of dad I have. He's very positive. Even in negative situations, he, he looks for the positive in every situation, right? So I'm like, nah, this ain't right. What you got? Leukemia? What's that? So I'm doing my research. You know, I find out what leukemia is. So I, uh, I'm i like, let me talk to your doctor. Got the doctor on the phone. I'm like, yeah, can I give some blood? Can I do some blood work? Like, what can I do to make sure that my dad is cured from this and, you know, he can live a little bit longer, right? Because I know, I understand that everyone's going to die, but I wasn't quite ready for my dad to die just then. So. The doctors are like, you know, that's really nice of you, but it's too late. You know, like he's had cancer for a while. He's he hasn't got treat treated for it, and you know, this is the outcome of it, and it's kind of too late, you know. And so, it's nothing you can really do as far as blood transfers, but just try to look at the positive side of things, and um, you know, just try to be positive, right? So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna be positive because my daddy said be positive. So I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Matter of fact, I go visit him the day on on his birthday. I go visit him at the hospital because he he um wasn't in St. Louis. He was out of town in a different 
location, different hospital. So I go out of town. I visit my dad, and you know, the last time I actually got to talk to my dad on the phone because that was the last time I talked to him, right? So the last time I actually got to talk to him was on the phone, and I'm like crying on the phone. I'm crying my eyes out because one, I don't really know what to do. Two, like I'm scared. Like I don't want my dad to die. You know, all of those things are going through my head. So he's like, you know what? He's like, you know what? Everything is gonna be okay. I love you. Um, and that's why you have two fathers. He's like, you have a heavenly father and you have an earthly father. He's like, I'm your earthly father. And he's basically like, you know, God is your heavenly father. So whenever you, you know, feel alone, call on God, you know, very spiritual. We're very spiritual, you know, grew up in a church type people. So he's like, whenever you are going through something, call on God, pray to God, you know, he's now your father. So I'm like, oh my gosh, so I'm crying. But that's the last, basically the last words he he told me, right? So I go visit him at the doctor's office, and they're like, your dad is unconscious. Um, he has a tube down his throat, so he couldn't talk because this the day the day I talked to him on the phone was the the next day they was putting that tube down his throat, so I wasn't gonna be able to talk to him. So. I go visit him in the hospital, right? My aunt, my aunt and uncle are there, and you know I appreciate them too because they was they was really there for my dad in his times at the hospital. And um, when I went up there, they said he'd been unconscious all day. He hasn't been talking. He was asleep. Um, he wasn't eating like nothing. He wasn't doing nothing, just laying there and just sleep, not talking back to people. Well, he wasn't sleep. His eyes were just closed. He wasn't responding to people. You know, he wasn't making no type of noise, nothing. And so, um, apparently the doctor, my uncle told him I was coming, but the doctors told my uncle not to tell my dad I was coming because he was going to get overly excited. And, you know, they don't want nothing else, you know, happening. Cause I guess his blood, they was trying to do blood work and stuff on him. So he had to stay calm. But my, my uncle told him, he's like, your daughter is coming to see you today. And so they said, my daddy didn't make no sound, didn't make no movement, no nothing. So as soon as I walk up in the, um, soon as I walk in his room, I instantly start crying because I've never seen my dad in this state. I've never seen him look so sick. You know, I've just never seen him like that. So that was just, that wasn't easy for me. But I said, hey, dad. And I touched his feet, right? And when I say my dad opened his eyes, he got so excited, y'all. I was so excited. I start crying. I just start crying. Y'all, I was crying. Like, I was crying so bad because they said my dad was not doing any of those things. So I love my daddy. But fast forward, fast forward. So October the 2nd, 2016, it was a Sunday. I will never forget this day. I woke up for church. Uh, me and my roommate, we used to go to church together. And um, I woke up, I had like buccal missed calls, y'all, like hella missed calls. My uncle, my uncle was the one that I seen call me last, so I called him. And at this point, my granddad was still alive. So I called my uncle and then he's like, I got bad news for you. And he tells me that my dad has passed. Instantly start crying, y'all. Instantly start crying. Shout out to my roommate because she was really there for me. She really made sure that I was okay. Like, she gave me a hug. Like, she was really there for me, for real. So, I really appreciate Zariah. Shout out to Zariah if she's listening. Um, She's a real one. You know, she's very caring and very sweet. And she really was looking out for me that day. And so, you know, I got ready. Still went to church, y'all. Still went to church. Got ready. 
um, went to church. My granddad's like, I'm gonna come pick you up. So that's how that happened, y'all. So now I'm going to get into the the seven stages of grief, and this is very important because I literally went through every single stage. And um, whenever you have someone that's close to you that passes, or even just someone that you really love, and you know it took a toll on you, the death took a toll on you. You, it's very important to go through each steps of grief because if you don't go through each step, if you miss a step, you will not be totally healed from the passing of your loved one. So I'm going to say this again. It's very important to go through these seven stages. So if you have to take notes or something, like really take notes. Like if you're someone that's going through someone who's passed or passing or, you know, you haven't got over a passing of a loved one, this is very important because I want you to be very mentally healthy. Like mental health is very important. I don't want you to be stressing out and I don't want you to be, you know, asking why, why me, why me, you know? Death is not always bad. And I'm going to, this is, this is where I'm going to get into the part where I'm going to talk about how death is not always bad. So before I go into the stages, I want you to understand that death is not bad because everyone has a soul, right? Our bodies, our bodies are just something that God gave us, right? That's just our temple, right? So when we die, our souls go with us. Our souls are internal, Right, our souls are who make us what we are. We were just blessed to have a body, so we're able to talk, we're able to feel, we're able to eat, we're able to do all those things, walk all of those things um, that we were granted with. But our soul is what really makes us who we are. And so you have to understand that when your loved one passes, their soul is always there. Let the souls of the di- of the uh, of the dead live forever. I always say that. Let the souls of the dead live forever. And like you have to really get on this spiritual journey to really understand when it comes to souls and when it comes to how important your soul is, because it'd be times where I'll be thinking about my dad and I'll feel the presence of my dad. It's the presence that matters. Right. You know how you feel the presence of something like how people are like, oh, ghosts and stuff. That's a presence. You you can um, you can you can bring in good presence and bad presence. Right. You can you can um, attract that. But I'm not going to attract negative energy. It's energy, right? I'm going to attract positive energy. So it'll be times sometimes where I'll be sleeping. I can't sleep and I'll see my dad pop in my dream. Or it'll be times where like I'll feel like it's my dad. Like I won't physically see him, but I'll physically feel him and I'll just feel comfortable. And I know it probably sounds crazy to somebody who, who never went through a passing of someone or has someone really close to them die. So you probably like this girl crazy. This girl talking about she she feel the presence. Like, yeah, yeah, like I really do be feeling the presence of my dad. And you know, it's not a bad thing at all. And so I think it's really because I went through each stage, each um the stages of the grief. And I went through counseling as well. Counseling is very important. But let me go ahead and get to it. So look, get your pens and papers out, get your get your notes out, notebook, whatever you want to do to take these notes, because it's important. So the first stage is the shock and denial, right? This is when you're in disbelief. You're like, oh, no. Like, I know you ain't talking about my daddy. You know, I know you ain't talking about my dad. My dad died? Nah, y'all playing. I got to be on a a TV show or something. I got to be on pranks or something. You know, you're like, nah, this this can't be me. This can't be my daddy. Like, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. Like, it's almost like you got to see the actual body to actually believe it, right? And um, it's like, nah, that's why That's why when I found out, I went to church still. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go to church, you know. I'm going to pray, you know. I'm going to 
nah, my daddy ain't dead, nah, you know, that's the first, that's the first stage, shock and denial, the second stage is pain and guilt, right, so if you left off on a bad note with your loved one, you know, y'all might have gotten to an argument, maybe you didn't talk to them as much, maybe you didn't uh, check up, check in on them as often as you should, maybe you didn't visit them at the hospital, you know, whatever the case is, um, you go through that pain and you go through the guilt. You're like, well, maybe if I would have, you know, visit him at the hospital um sooner, maybe he wouldn't have died. Maybe if I would have did this or would have did that, maybe you know I wouldn't be feeling this right now. Maybe he would still be alive. You know, you you start to blame yourself, and that's that. Stop! Don't do that. Right? Don't do that. You have to understand that it's a time and a place for everything, right? And it's a time and a place for everyone to pass away. Because one day you're going to pass away. One day I'm going to pass away, right? You know, we don't want it to be, you know, right now or nothing. You don't want it to be like tomorrow type shit, you know? But it's going to happen. You have to understand that, like, it's going to happen. So it's the time and the place for everything. You have to be, you have to know that. Don't blame yourself for anything, especially when it comes to death. Okay, third thing, you you have anger. So you're going to have all this anger built up. You're going to be like... Basically, fuck the world. Like, I went through that stage, y'all. When I went through that anger stage, y'all, like, and just to say, it really took me, like, two whole years to really go through all these seven stages of grief. Um, Yeah, two whole years to really go through the, the stages. So, when I got that anger in me, yeah, I packed my car up, and I moved to Houston, Texas, <laughs> and I did not come back until, like, a year later, and I drove down there. And, you know, I'll talk about that on another um, episode. But, yeah, I moved to Houston, packed my bags up, packed my car up with all my stuff, and I was out. Everybody was pissing me off. Everything was pissing me off. My family was pissing me off. You know, everything was pissing me off so bad because it's like nobody understand me like my daddy do. Nobody get the reason why I do certain stuff. Nobody but my dad, right? And everybody else was just, like, trying to tell me what to do and all this other stuff and I'm not, I'm 19. Y'all can't tell me what to do. My daddy is not here no more. Like, I'm not listening to you. Like, that's the, that's what I went through, right? So then I started becoming depressed because I moved all the way out there by myself. Um, Started becoming depressed. I got into a bad relationship. You know, I'll talk about that because I want to talk about that one on, on a different podcast. But got into a very bad relationship. Started becoming depressed. Like, yeah, depression is real. This is where the counseling comes in handy because the counselor will let you see how you're grieving. Well, the, the counselor will see how you're grieving and then see how you are um, handling depression and what do you do? How do you cope with depression? You know, do you turn to alcohol? Do you turn to weed? Do you turn to maybe popping pills? Do you turn to fighting? Do you turn to cussing everybody and their mama out? Like, what do you do when you are under pressure and you are depressed? Like, what do you do? That's important, right? But then after the depression stage, you get the upper turn, right? So then, when you get the upper turn, you're starting to understand, okay, my my loved one is no longer here anymore. You know, um, you know, my loved one is no longer here. I'm not gonna be depressed no more. I'm not gonna have all this anger and build in me. I'm going to just accept the fact that my loved one is not here anymore. And I'm going to move forward in life, you know, because when you're depressed, when you're going through the stages of life, you miss out on things because you're not even focused on your goals, right? 
But now you start to become more focused. Now you start to become more aware of things. Now you start to become more happier and friendlier again. And you, um, you know, you just start to become loving again. Because when you're going through those stages, you may not be loving at the time. People may not even want to be around you because they're scared that you're going to cuss them out or something, you know? Right? So then you get the re- you get the reconstruction the yeah I'm stuttering I'm sorry you get the reconstruction stage and you start to work through your problems you start to work through and face the fact like I said that your loved one is not here you start to um you start to work through all of your problems all of those tears all of the pain and hurt you start to work through it you start to become back normal right and then the last stage is acceptance you accept the fact that they are no longer here and this is when you probably start to accept the fact that, you know what, they are here. They're just not here physically, you know, but their spirit will always be with you forever. And I really want you guys to understand that anytime a loved one of yours is passed, their spirit is always with you. You know, it'd be times where you'd be like, okay, what do I do in this situation? Like, yeah, it could be times where like some something dangerous is going to happen to you or like, it's some type of people or something is trying to hurt you or harm you. And then you just feel this spirit of love. Like, you don't even know what it is. It's, your, it's really your loved one. You feel this spirit. You feel something hovering over you. You feel like you're just protected. And it's just, like, amazing because it's like when your loved ones die, they really they really be looking out for you. Like, then now they are your um your angel, right? They're your guardian angel, right? You hear people say, oh, who's my guardian angel? Who's Like, I got two guardian angels because my dad and my granddad are no longer here, right? And those those two individuals love me dearly. I know those are the only two men who will ever love me unconditionally all the time, no matter what. Those two men will always love me, right? No matter what I do, no matter how I do it, if I fuck up, if I go to jail, if, whatever. Whatever I do, I know that they will always love me forever, no doubt about it. And now they are my guardian angels, so I know that they're protecting me, right? You guys need to understand that whoever your guardian angel is, they're going to protect you from all harm, right? Anything that could really harm you, they're going to be sure to be there for you and protect you. So, yeah, I know this is like a little longer um, episode today. Usually, at, well, it's only 22 minutes, but usually, you know, I don't be talking for this long. I don't feel like at least. But I really hope you guys understand the seven stages of grief. And I really want you guys to know that if you got any questions, if you need anyone to talk to, if you need some advice, you can always hit me up, sis. And it can be about anything. It ain't got to be about grief. It can be about, like, anything. Y'all can hit me up with some advice if y'all think, you know, if y'all want my opinion on something, like I always say, DM me on Instagram on my um, sis move on the podcast. That's my Instagram name. My original Instagram name is at Miss Markayla, M-I-S-S-M-A-R-K-A-Y-L-A. And you know what? I look forward to um, making more podcasts, <clears throat> putting my voice out there and speaking to you all. Um, so if you guys could please share, um, let people know about my podcast, share it. Thank you guys for Thank you for the ones who are sharing it. Thank you for the ones who listen to me um, whenever I drop an episode. So I just really appreciate you guys. And I want you guys to have 
a great rest of the month, a great rest of the year, and let's get going, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all really need to, y'all really need to go through these seven stages, y'all. So I love y'all, and I see y'all on the next episode. Is this move on the podcast? Have a great.